So thank you. God bless you. If you have your Bible, I'd like to invite you to turn with me to the book of Psalms, chapter 95. Psalms, chapter 95 and verse 3. I'm going to read down a few, a few verses here. The Bible said, for the Lord is a great God. How many can testify to that? And a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Verse number five, after verse three and four kind of exalt him. Verse number five says, the sea is his. And he made it. And I want to use that phrase for a subject. I want to preach to you for a few minutes. The sea is the Lord's. The sea is the Lord's. And we pray God will help us tonight. Thank God for his spirit that's already here. If you need the Holy Ghost tonight, God is here. And he wants to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you got a chain that you can't break, God wants to break those chains in your life and set you free from what holds you down and holds you back. Anybody still believe he's a delivering God, that he can deliver us and set us free? So let's go to God in prayer once again and ask him to continue to help us in the remainder of this service. Jesus, we thank you again for your goodness to us. Thank you for this great church. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to be in your house once again. And I pray your blessings upon our brothers and our sisters in this congregation, our pastor and his wife, their family. God bless the remainder of this service. Help me to be what you would have me to be and speak your words and not my own. And and we give you thanks for it. And we thank you in advance in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You may be seated. Creation. If you will listen, speaks of God's glory. It doesn't speak the English language so much, but it does broadcast to us and it reflects the glory of God. It tells about the greatness of the God that created it. It speaks of him. It speaks of him. Brother Robbins was talking to me today about the Grand Canyon. We were there a few years ago and 
sure some of you have been there. You look across that great divide and it speaks of the greatness of God. And we've stood and looked at mountain peaks before and they speak of the greatness of God. You turn your gaze to the sky and brother, it'll speak to you about the greatness of God. It tells you about him. It speaks of him. It may not tell you everything you want to know, but it, it tells you something about God. On a much smaller scale, if somebody were to pull up in this parking lot tonight as you was getting out of your vehicle to walk into church, and they pulled up in a brand new Rolls Royce, and the door opened, and a man got out with the black suit on and a black bow tie and white gloves, and and he took a few steps to the back door, and he opened the back door, and a gentleman stepped out of the back door dressed very nice. You may not know that man, but you can look at that and that's going to talk about him a little bit. It's going to say something about him. You may not know everything about him, but that's going to tell you a little bit about him. Creation tells you something about God and it says he's great and it says he's mighty and it says he's wonderful. The Bible said in Psalms 19 and one, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork day unto day uttereth speech night unto night showeth Knowledge. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. His handiwork is not even the substance of creation. That word handiwork refers to almost, it's like you make something, but then you just do something along the edge just to make it nice I mean you, you you make something special but then just say a lady made something special but just along the edge of a handkerchief or something they would sew a nice piece of lace just along the edge of it just an extra deal to make it that little handiwork on the end and all of this the Bible said that the firmament showeth that's just his handiwork that ain't even the substance ain't even the main thing. That's just a little outskirts, little deal he did just to make it kind of special. Showeth his handiwork. The Bible said in verse 3, for the Lord is a great God 
and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. And then, as I read, the sea is his, and he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. And then the call is here in verse 6. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. It speaks of the glory of God. Psalms 19 and 3, the Bible speaking of creation in the heavens. And it says, they speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. Science says, I'm not smart enough to figure this out, but I read science says that in space, there's no atmosphere in space. So there's no gravity. And since there's no atmosphere, there's no medium for sound to travel through. So scientists tell us that space is complete silence. Because it doesn't have a medium for sound to travel through. And the Bible says they speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message, they got a message. And the message is the one who made us is great. The one who formed us is mighty and he is deserving and worthy of all honor and all praise and all glory. Amen. In them, the psalmist says, hath he set a tabernacle for the son, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. It talks about the sun that comes up every morning like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber every morning said, I'm here again. Amen. I also read where one million, they say one million earths can fit inside the sun. And then they say the sun is only an average size star. And it can hold one million earths. It speaks of him. Boy, whoever made that? That's somebody. Whoever did that? They got something. They know what they're doing. They got some power. They got some know-how. They got some strength. I don't know. Maybe somebody says, I don't know who it is, but whoever's behind that, man, they, they something else. Tell you that. They tell us that there are more stars in the universe 
then there are grains of sand on all the beaches of the earth. When man stepped on the surface of the moon, they hadn't explored space. They might have stepped on the surface of the moon, but they ain't explored nothing. That's basically the equivalent of you going down to the beach, sticking your toe in the water, and say, I explored the ocean. That's all they've done. They've just stuck their toe in space. It speaks of the glory of God. He's a great God, folks. He's a mighty God. He's a big God. He's an awesome God. Amen. How many believe that with me tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the text that I read, the Bible said, and the sea is his. Everybody say the sea is his. The sea is his, and he made it. Amen. He made it. The ocean covers approximately 70% of the earth's surface. It's the largest livable space on the planet. And when you consider the size of the ocean, its surface, just the surface area of the ocean is about 139 million miles square. Its average, average depth is over 12,000 feet deep. And throughout these depths are life everywhere throughout the depths of the oceans. They also tell us that only a small portion of the ocean floor has even been mapped. And they say, even though there's a small portion of the ocean floor been mapped, that they know more about the ocean floor than they do the species of life that live in the ocean. And they don't know much about the ocean floor. That tells me they don't know much about what's in there. That's why I don't like to get in it. Because you don't know what's in it. It might be something under there they ain't discovered yet that's close to my feet. This blew my mind when I read it not long ago. They say that almost 2,000 new species are discovered in the ocean every year 2000 new species are discovered in the ocean every year that's what i'm telling you it may be one of those things they ain't discovered yet <laughs> swimming around down there in gulf shores and i don't want to be the first one to discover it amen <laughs> but the bible said the sea is his and he made it. And all of this, the known and even more the unknown, it speaks of him and who he is. Not just the things you know and can see, 
reflect God. But it's the sea as well that you can't see below the surface and you don't know everything that's there and you're discovering a little bit at a time, but there's a whole lot more about it that you don't know than you do know. But the Lord still says, it's all mine and I made it. And it tells and it speaks and it reflects of who I am and what I am and what I represent. Amen. There's a lot I know about God. Amen. But there's so much about God that I do not know. And it reflects to me of how great he is and how mighty he is and how powerful he is. I want to preach to somebody tonight. You haven't seen God do everything yet, and you haven't discovered God to do everything yet. There's things that God's going to do. You ain't seen him do it yet. There's things God's going to work out. You ain't seen him work it out yet because the sea is the Lord's, and he made it. He can still do it even though you ain't discovered it and seen it and recognized it. That's the kind of God he is. He can still show you things that you've never seen before. He can still reveal to you things that you've never known before. The sea is the Lord. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord today. Somebody shout yes. yes. Let me just say this. Hey, hey, I, I thought about this during church, during the preliminaries. My we're not having church next Sunday night, right? Yeah. So this is the last Sunday night we've gotten this year. Is that, is that accurate? Let's make it count. It's the last one I got. It's the last one you got. Let's make it count tonight. Can we do that? How many believe we got a God that can still do anything? Hallelujah. He can still do something that I've seen him do. He can do it again. But if there's something I've never seen him do... I can discover it. I can still see it. He can still reveal it to me in my life. The sea is the Lord's. Everything I know and everything that's a mystery to me, the sea is his, and he made it. Hallelujah. 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 1 Corinthians 13 and 9, the Bible says, For we know in part. Everybody say in part. And we prophesy in part. We only know a little bit. And so even our prophetic is even based on what we know. So we know in part, and then we even prophesy in part. But that don't mean God is just limited to our knowing. And are prophesying because everything I don't know, the sea is his and he made it and he can still reveal it and he can still show it and he can still manifest it to us. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. The Bible said in 1 John 3 and 2, beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. And I love this. For we shall see him as he is. 
There's so much about him right now that I don't know. I can't recognize. I can't see all that stuff in the ocean. It's there, but I can't see it. And it talks about him. But there's coming a day that I'm going to see him as he is. Hallelujah. I'm going to see him in all of his power. I'm going to see him in all of his majesty. I'm going to see him in all of his mercy, in all of his grace. Hallelujah. I'm going to see him as he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I think, I, I think this would make sense to you. Growing up, Sometimes our, our parents, and I'll just use dads for example. You know, your, your dad or your parent, they might have they done things you didn't understand. And as a kid, you're like, I don't get it. I don't know why he would do that. It don't make sense. But as maturity comes to you, and as you get older and you start having children, you take on a different view of your mom or dad. And where in your immaturity, you only knew them in part based on what they did. You never knew why. You just knew what. But when maturity come and you start having kids, you're just like, oh. Now I knew what daddy was doing. Now I knew why my mama did what she did. Now I know why daddy did what he did. Now you really, as maturity comes, you can really see them as they truly are. And when you're not mature, you just know them in part. Amen. And there's coming a day that we're going to be glorified and we're going to stand before him and we're going to see him as he is. Hallelujah. But even though I know him in part right now, I'm going to put my faith in him and I'm going to put my trust in him. And I'm going to believe him that one day I'm going to see him as he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is the apostle Paul uses the term sons of God. And most of the time that he uses this term sons of sons of God, he's speaking of it in terms of relationships, relation. And John <laughs> uses the term sons of God as well. But when John uses this term, he doesn't necessarily use it in terms of relationship, but John uses it more in terms of youth and in maturity and not knowing everything. And Paul lets us know we're sons, and that means we got relationship, and he's our father. But John uses sons as we are young, we are youth, we are immature, and we have a father, and we know him a little bit, but we don't know him in fullness. Amen. But we know tonight that we have a relationship with God. We may not know everything that he's doing, and we can't explain everything, but I got my faith in my father, and I got confidence in the Lord that everything he's doing is right and good and holy hallelujah 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 so you 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 got to have faith in the lord 
Somebody say faith. faith. And even all those things out there in the deep that you don't know is there, all that unexplained stuff, you still got to say, that's the Lord's. How's it going to happen? It's the Lord's. Explain that to me. Explain your faith. I can't figure it all out. I haven't fixed the Lord at all. All I know, all that's the Lord's. That's his business. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know what's out there. I don't know what's going to be discovered next. But all that sea stuff out there that I don't know about, all that's the Lord's. Don't, don't put the pressure on me and try to make me explain it. It's not my job to explain what God does. It's just my, God, my faith to say, I believe it. My confidence is in him. I put my trust in him. The sea is the Lord's. How's he going to heal you? I don't know. The sea's the Lord's. I just believe it's his, and he made it, and he can do it. How's you're going to save your family. I don't know. The sea is the Lord's, but I'm going to discover it, and I'm going to see it, and I'm going to recognize it. He's going to do it somehow, some way. He's going to do it. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. Jesus talks about faith, and Jesus said, here's, here's the kind of faith you need to see to see things and discover things that you've never discovered before. Jesus says, you need to have faith as a grain of what? Mustard seed. He didn't say like a grain of mustard seed. He said as a grain of mustard seed. And when I, this is just Sammy Sherrill's view here. But take a grain of mustard seed, and most of you have seen a grain of mustard seed before. There's nothing great about it, nothing significant about it. No doubt one of the smallest seeds in the seed family, I suppose. But it's just, it's, it's smaller than a BB. It's just very small. But Jesus said, to see awesome stuff, that's, you need faith like that. Well, I thought I needed super-duper faith. Well, he says, well, that is super-duper faith. If you can have faith like that, that's awesome faith. Well, what's so awesome about faith as a grain of mustard seed? It's immature. Can I say it like that? It's young. It's fragile, fledging. It's not mature. It's not grown. It don't know no better. It's just, it's just young. It's immature faith. It's faith that believes for anything and don't know any better not to believe for it. You ever went to a kid, a young, immature seed, went to a kid and said, what you going to be when you grow up? And they give you some wild answer. And you don't want to tell them. You ain't going to be that. But in their youth and immaturity, they think they can be anything. They haven't learned yet. There's only certain things you can believe for. And there's certain things you can become. What you going to be? I'm going to be a rocket scientist. 
in your own mind. You're thinking, no, you're not. I'm not going to tell you that, but you're probably not going to be a rocket scientist. I, I, maybe you will, but 99% chance you're probably not going to be a rocket scientist. What you going to be when you grow up? Well, I'm going to be... I'm going to be the president of the United States. Well, you know, that's awesome, but you're probably not. What you going to be when you grow up? I'm going to be a dinosaur. I've heard stuff like that before. And that's a 100% chance you can say, you know, you're not. You're not going to be no dinosaur. But my point is, in that young youth immature state, they haven't gotten to the place to find guardrails and boundaries and limitations on their faith and what they can become. So in that young, immature faith, uh, they just believe for anything. And maybe that's the message Jesus is trying to get across. Uh, I don't want you to have faith uh, like a full-grown mustard seed plant that's reached its limitations uh, and that's all it's ever going to be. But I want you to have it in that state uh, that it hasn't found its boundaries yet. It hasn't found its limitations and Jesus said that's the kind of faith I need that says God you got a disease he can heal it you got a chain he can break it you got a sin he can forgive it God can still do anything hallelujah well, how's he going to do it? That ain't my department. The sea is the Lord's. The sea is the Lord's. And he made it. I just believe it. Hallelujah. Can God still set people free? Yes, he can. Can God still deliver? Yes, he can. Can God turn lives around? Yes, he can. How's he going to do it? The sea is the Lord's. That's his business. Hallelujah. Let's all clap our hands to God together. Somebody shout yes. yes. Hallelujah. John 16. Well, this is the last Sunday night I get to preach all year, so you have to put up with me here. He's leaving at 4 o'clock in the morning, so they can leave early. We're going to be here to midnight. Amen. Just kidding. John 16 and 24. Listen to what Jesus says here. Jesus says, Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. That's an interesting statement. Hitherto, up to now, up to this point, Jesus said, Have ye asked nothing in my name? And then he turns around and he says, Ask. And receive that your joy may be full. Commentaries say that Jesus is speaking here in comparative terms. Comparative terms meaning that not that nobody has yet to ask anything of him in his name specifically. But comparative terms is saying up to now. Nobody has asked anything in my name. In other words, compared to what you're asking and compared to what I have, what you're asking is nothing. 
So up to now, hitherto, have ye asked nothing in my name. In other words, Nobody has yet to challenge me based on what I have to give. Nobody has yet to put pressure on me based on what I have to give. Everything you've been asking up to this point compared to what I have, it's been nothing. It's been nothing. So what I preach to you on this Sunday night, don't hold your asking back. Let your asking go. Let your asking go and believe. God can do it. Ask for your family because God can do it. Ask for your children because God can do it. Ask for your healing because God can do it. Ask for your deliverance because God can do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know what's all in the sea, but it's his. And he made it. Don't ask me to try to figure it all out because I ain't got it figured out. But my faith says, even though I can't figure it out and I don't know it and I can't explain it all, I hadn't discovered it all, that's still his. And he can do with it whatever he wants to do with it. I don't have to know it to believe it. The sea is the Lord's. That's his department. I believe that he made it. That speaks of God. I don't have to see something to believe it. Everything don't have to make sense to me to believe it. I just believe it and say, God, you do it however you want to do it. You work it out however you want to work it out. You bring it to pass however you want to bring it to pass. I just believe that it's yours and you made it and you can do it. And I've got confidence in that creator. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible said, Romans 8 and 26, likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Everybody say helpeth. The spirit helpeth our infirmities. How does it help? How does the spirit help our infirmities, our situations, our dilemmas, our trials, our sickness? For we know not what we should pray for as we are. We know we got infirmities. But we don't always know what nor how to pray. So Jesus said, I know you got the dilemma. Because you only know in part. You don't even know all I've got. So because you're handicapped in your knowledge. There's things I've got you don't even know to ask for. There's things I've got you don't even have the capacity to pray for. There's things that I possess because you're so handicapped in your human knowing and knowledge and understanding. You don't even have the understanding to say I want that because you don't even know it exists. He said, so I put a provision in there to help you. I put the spirit in there to help you because we don't know what we ought to pray for as we ought. But the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be 
uttered. Amen. That's when you don't know what to ask for. You go to God in prayer and you start praying in the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost says, I see your situation, but I see what you need and you don't even know that you need it. So I'm going to take over and I'm going to start praying for you and I'm going to ask for stuff you don't know to ask for and I'm going to pray for stuff you don't know to pray for and the Holy Ghost starts praying and the Lord reaches in to his treasury and he gets us stuff out that we didn't even know exists. He pulls it out of the sea and he says, here, I want to reveal this to you. Here, I want to give this to you. Here, I want to work for you, brother. The sea is the Lord's. The sea is the Lord's. And he made it. Hallelujah. Musicians, come and please help us here tonight. Somebody shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A few weeks ago, my uh, wife, just casually, casually, not she didn't make a big deal out of it, just casually, she said, oh, I forgot to tell you, Uncle Cliff came to church and got the Holy Ghost. I said, what? She said, yeah, Uncle Cliff came to church and got the Holy Ghost. I said, Uncle Cliff got the Holy Ghost? I've been in that family for 24 years. Cliff ain't never had the Holy Ghost since I've been in that family. Cliff's on my prayer list. I pray for Cliff all the time, for Cliff to get the Holy Ghost. And she casually says, oh, by the way, Forgot to run it by you. But Cliff got the Holy Ghost. And in my mind, it just kind of hit me upside the head. I'm kind of grappling with it like what nobody told me. I didn't even know God was dealing with him. I didn't know there was, I didn't know what was happening there. I didn't know he was that close. And I didn't know. But then that's like, God's like, did I, did I need to run all that? Did I need to fill you in on everything or is the sea still mine? Can I just reach down and do something just because I want to do it and put it there? And, and for me to say, well, how in the world did that come about? How in the world did that happen? Well, the sea is still the Lord's and he made it and he can still reveal stuff and he can still show stuff and he can still move in areas in our life that, that's beyond our explanations. Hallelujah. Too long ago, a few months ago, we were in church. We were praying. This lady was praying because she had, she had tumors on the back of her neck. And while she was praying, she ran her hand around the back of her neck where those tumors was. She immediately got in touch with her pastor, called her pastor, said, hey, by the way, when I come up here to pray, all those tumors that's been on the back of my neck, she said, I just rubbed my hand back. She said, I just want to let you know they're gone. They're all gone. It's my neck's smooth where those tumors were. How'd that happen? I don't have to know how it happened. The sea's the Lord's. He can do it if he wants to do it. 
You don't have to run nothing by me and say, oh, by the way, I'm fixing to do this and this and this if it's okay. Or just you just come up and you're like, there it is right there. I never seen that before. I didn't even know it about to happen. I just believe that the sea is the Lord's and he made it. And I feel like telling somebody here on a Sunday night, if you keep your confidence in God and keep your faith in the Lord, God's going to reveal himself to you in a way that you've never seen him. And he's going to show himself to you in a way that you've never discovered unto him. The sea is his, and he made it. Can we stand and lift our hands to Jesus? I love you, God, today. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The sea is his. Tell me how he's going to do it. I can't tell you how he's going to do it. Explain it to me. I can't explain it to you. Help me make sense of it. I can't help you make sense of it. All I can say is when it comes to my God, he does things I can't explain. He creates things I don't know about. He works in ways that's beyond me. The sea is the Lord's, and he made it. If you're here tonight, and you got something in your life that you represent. And in your mind, you're trying to figure out how it's going to get from where it is now to where it needs to get to. Whether it's from sickness to healing, whether it's from being bound and tormented to being free and delivered, whether it's God doing a great work in somebody's life and from here to here and every way you've looked your mind says that won't work that won't work and you can't come up with a scenario that you can get from there to where it is to where it needs to be and the devil is saying it ain't possible to get there They've tried over and over and over, but there's no route. There's no route to get from where it is to where it needs to be. Whether it's sickness in your body, whether it's a family situation, whether it's something that's holding you back and holding you down that you need freedom from. And the devil said, you can't get there. There's no way to get to it. But tonight you say, Lord, you know about things I don't know about. The Bible said, when it comes to the Lord, there's a path in the sea. I ain't never looked in the sea and seen a path. But the Lord looks at the sea and he sees a path in the sea. He looks down at the earth. And the Bible said there's a path in the earth that the, that the lions haven't even found. And there's a path in the wind that the fowls haven't found yet. Brother, God's always got a path. When you can't find the path and when you can't see the path and when you can't make sense of it, it's his. God can do stuff that we can't explain and we can't make sense of. The sea is the Lord's. He can still do that type of thing. And if you can identify with what I'm preaching about tonight, and you say, Brother Cheryl, I want to bring what I represent to this altar. 
and I want to come bring it to God and say, God, in my own carnal thinking, I can't find a path that can get it from where I am to where it needs to be. But God, my faith says that the sea is still yours. And I don't know everything that you can do. And I haven't figured out everything that you got the power to accomplish. So I'm just going to bring my faith to you and say, Lord, I'm offering you my mustard seed faith that believes that you can still do anything. Things that are beyond my comprehension. I believe that you can do that. If you're here tonight and you want to slip out of your seat and bring your situation down to this altar and just say, God, I can't explain. I can't find a route. I can't find a path, but I'm bringing it to God because I know you can do things that are beyond us, that are beyond our explanation. The sea is the Lord's. The sea is the Lord's. Hallelujah. Can you bring that need to this altar tonight? Can you bring that need to this front and lift your hands to God? Lift your hands to Jesus Christ. God, I need your help today. Jesus, I need the help of the Holy Ghost today. Hallelujah. 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 God, I bless your name. God, I praise your name. Hallelujah. 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 You ain't got to figure it out. You don't have to make sense of it. Just believe it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 